Okay, we are doing Daf Ayin base, and we're starting right from the first word on the Amud. Uh, so we had, we had a pretty loaded Mishnah right at the end yesterday. So just a few of the key points from the Mishnah was that if a person is bringing a carbon Pesach on, on Shabbos, he has the right to do so. But if he messes up and he does the carbon incorrectly, he thinks of which invalidates the carbon. So if the carbon is possible, so then he was Mechav Shabbos for no reason. So in that case, he's Chayi V'chatas. Uh, that's a clear point. However, what's, what ended up is a tremendous dispute. What if somebody makes a mistake and he's bringing a different type of carbon and he's thinking L'Shem Pesach, he knows he's supposed to bring a Pesach today, and here he is bringing some other random carbon that he has, a carbon shlamim, which does not have the right to override Shabbos. So he's taught a B'dvar Mitzvah, and he's also also Mitzvah. He's also getting a, some Mitzvah fulfillment because the carbon that shechted Shalom L'Shem, the Shalom L'Shem, it shouldn't be brought on Shabbos, but it's kosher. So Rabbi Yeshua says, Tabat Var Mitzvah is Pater from Achatas. And Rabbi Lazar says, Tabat Var Mitzvah is Chai from Achatas. And one last point is that Rabbi Yeshua agrees if somebody brings another carbon and is thinking L'Shem, the Musaf, which is supposed to be brought in that Shabbos, so there Rabbi Yeshua agrees he's Chai of, because there it's a Davashi Yishal Kitzvah. There's a set amount. Like, it's not such an understandable mistake that you bring your carbon Shlaman for, like, the random carbon Musaf. There's a few carbon Musafs that should be brought, so it's a weird type of mistake. And therefore, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't potter you. However, Rabbi Meir is more lenient, and he potters even in that case. So, top of the Gemara, I'm based on Alpha, Mayaskino, and we're going on the first case. Someone shechted Shalolishma, he's bringing the Pesach Shalolishma, so we say Yerchaya. Elam of So, we have to think about why would the person bring a Pesach, Lashem Ashlamim, or Lashem something else? What if he just has a mistake, meaning he has a mistake in the sense he thinks it's another carbon, he doesn't realize it's a Pesach. So that's a questionable thing from Mesachos Menachos, Shamash Akira Betaos Havi Akira. Should we conclude from here that if somebody thinks Shalol Lishma, not because he knows what the carbon is, just he thinking Lashem, a different carbon. He has a problem because he doesn't know what the carbon is. If that's what it is, should we derive from here that that invalidates the carbon? That's actually a, a machlekes and menachos. And menachos, one opinion says, yeah, who cares if you know what the carbon is, but you think l'shem a different carbon, or you think a different carbon because you think that's what it is. But a different opinion distinguishes. And he says, if you just have a mistake about what the identity of the animal is, that's not called Shalol Shema. Shalol Shema is only, I'm aware of what the carbon is, and I still think L'Shem a different carbon. So if in our mission we're talking about someone who's Toa, he thinks it's a different carbon, that would force us into the opinion of Akira B'Tosav Akira. We don't want to think it like that. Okay. So clearly, in order to stay clear of that dispute, we want to say, you know what it is, you're an oker, you're uprooting it, meaning you're aware that it's a Pesach. You don't have a mistake, and it's not that you think it's a carbon shalom. You're aware it's a Pesach, but you're still thinking shalom Shema, and that's why the carbon for sure is invalid. It's an invalid Pesach. Okay, very clear. Problem is, Ema Seifa, but what about the next? Then we speak about the case of Shachal, Zachal, Shachal, Lushem Pesach, any other carbon which is Shachal, Lushem Pesach. So he said, Inimin and Ru'i and Chayav. And if it's a kind of animal which can't be a carbon Pesach, I don't know, let's say it's a cow, a bull, so then that's just a ridiculous mistake. So then you're for sure Chayav a Pesach. If it was happened to be the kind of animal which is suitable for a carbon pesach, let's say it was a sheep or a lamb, a sheep or a goat. So Rabbi Lazar holds Talmud Tzarmet says Chayv. Rabbi Yeshua Poter, Rabbi Yeshua Paters says the Gemara Eve Oker. If the case is that someone knew that he was uprooting it, meaning he was aware. 
that it was not a carbon Pesach. He was aware that it was a Shlom. Just he's thinking to bring his Shlom. L'shem Pesach. He's totally aware of his actions. So Mali Ruin, Mali Ruin. Why does it make a difference if the animal could have been, it was the right type for the species of Pesach or not? Either, either way, even if they were suitable, we're talking about the person who knows that they're not a carbon Pesach. And Rabbi Yeshua still, is still, is still bothering you. So why would it make a difference if it's Ruin or not Ruin? Must be. It's obvious that the whole concept of Tavad Var Mitzvah is that you're making a mistake because you think it's the carbon Pesach. And since your mistake comes from the fact that you think it is the carbon Pesach, that's why Rabbi Yeshua is potting you. And then it makes sense. It only it has to be like an understandable mistake. You would think that this animal is the carbon Pesach. So if it's a goat or a, if it's a goat or a sheep, we could understand your mistake. If it's a cow, we can't understand your mistake. Because the Gemara is assuming that the concept of Tavad Var Mitzvah that Rabbi Yeshua potters you has to be an idea that you're toa. You're because of the mitzvah, you're thinking the mistake that you're making. So if the mistake that you're making is that this is a carbon pasach vergishmak, we could understand why in Arab Pesach there's a line of animals in the Azara, and it's the same type of animal which could be a pasach, it's understandable a person could have that pressure and make the mistake and think it's a pasach. But if you're talking about someone who's totally aware it's not a pasach, just for some crazy reason, he's totally ignorant and he thinks you could bring another carbon Lashane Pesach and Arab Pesach, then that's not really Tabit Varmitzah. That's just the ignorance of his mind making him think that. Talbot Var Mitzvah, the Gemara is very adamant here. It has to be because you're thinking, you're making a mistake about the mitzvah. In other words, the mitzvah makes you think this is it. So you think this is a carbon Pesach. So El- Total ignorance. The only way you reason you'd be a shogig is that you think you're allowed to do that. That would only be the, you're right. The only way to make that guy not Chayv Kares, Chayv Skila for being Machal Shavis would be that he thinks the same way a Pesach overrides Shabbos, I could bring a carbon shlamim l'shem Pesach. It's a ludicrous ignorance. That's all it is. So that the point of the Gemara is that the Gemara won't even go down that road and call that Talbot Dvar Mitzvah. That's just your ignorance. Talbot Dvar Mitzvah is because of the Mitzvah, you think you're engaging in what you should be doing. So that the only way to understand that is that you're thinking this is the carbon Pesach. And that we're backing that up because we're making a distinction between Ruyin and not Ruyin. Clearly the idea is you think this is the carbon. So It's obvious that at the end of the Mishnah, we're talking about someone who mistakes and mistakenly is trying to uproot it. Meaning, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry, but Toa, he's not trying to uproot it. He's mistaken and he thinks that it's the Karban Pesach. So, we said the first line in the Mishnah, Pesach Shlolo to stay clear of the Machlokus from Menachos Barakir Betoa. So, we said it's talking about Oker, that you knew it was the Pesach and you still thought Shlolo The Seifa, which is talking about Tava Dharmit, so we're saying is only Toa. It just seems like it's very incongruent. Like the Mishnah in the beginning should be talking about something that's only Oker, and the Seifa is only talking about a Toa. So, I'm Rabbi Abin, yeah. That's what you have to say in Rashiba. Okay, we're safe a bit. That is the case. He was standing around with a lot of people. said to him, what's going on in our Mishnah? How do you learn up the Mishnah? Like we said, the Rashiba is talking about that you knowingly uprooted this end of the Mishnah. is talking about where you made a mistake and you thought it was the Pesach. He chazered in front of him 40 times. After learning it 40 times, it was like it was inside of his wallet, meaning he was so um, comfortable now with the din, it was very clear to him. So, is this, is this really true? Tonight, we learned in the Mishnah, Rabbi Lazar made an argument. Amr, Rabbi Lazar, 
Again, Rabbi Lazar is trying to say, if you shaft another carbon l'shem Pasach and Arab Pesach, you're chay. He doesn't agree to this exemption of Talbot Dvar Mitzvah. So Rabbi Lazar says, Mom, Pasach Shemotu Lishma, Ma, when I have the carbon Pesach, which is supposed to be brought today, Lishma, I have the right item, Kishishina Shmo Chayef. But if I bring it Shalom Lishma, everyone agrees, you're Chayef. So Zvachim Shena Surin Lishma. And then if I bring the wrong carbon, which I, if I would bring Lishma, I would totally be Chayef, right? It's not supposed to be brought. Kishishina Shmo, when I'm doing Shalom Lishma, you know, didn't you Chayef? Certainly I should be Chayef. Meaning Rabbi Lazar's argument was, it's gotta be worse to bring, to bring the wrong carbon than to bring the right carbon Shalom Lishma. Fine. Via Misa, if it's true that our distinction that we made, that the first part of the Mishnah was talking about an Oker and the second part of the Mishnah was talking about a Toah, hello dummy. It's not really the Kavachomer is, is, is totally wrong because there's a premise that's different between the two cases. The Reisha, the Reisha, when you bring the Pasach Shalol Shema, you're aware that it's a Pasach and you willingly uproot it. Okay, maybe you're Chayavachat, maybe you're Chayavachat for that. The reason in the Sefer why you're Potter is because you're a Toah. It's a new idea that you're a Toah. You're making a mistake. You think it's a carbon Pasach. So what's the base? of Rebbe Lazar's argument. Says the Gemara, you're right. Rebbe Lazar isn't seeing that whole variable. Rebbe Lazar, Loshanile. Rebbe Lazar won't even entertain that it makes a difference because you think it's a Pesach. To him, Tabat Mitzah is a concept that doesn't matter. It has no source. So he's just hearing Rebbe Yeshua saying you're Potter because you brought it L'Shem Pesach. So he says, I don't understand. If I bring the Pesach itself, Shalom L'Shem If I bring a different Pesach, L'Shem Pesach and Potter, that doesn't make any sense. But in a Hanami, Rabbi Yeshua would respond to this question that Rabbi Lazar posed. What kind of question is that? In the ratio, you're an Oker, so you're a Chayef. But in the Sefer, you mistakenly think this is the Pesach and you're doing the right thing. That's why you're Potter. So the Gemara, therefore, is bothered by a new problem then. The Rabbi Yeshua, the Shanile, the Rabbi Yeshua, who does distinguish between the two, he holds Talbot Varmitzah, where you have a Toah and the Sefer, you're Potter. Why didn't he answer Rabbi Yelezer? Like in the Mishnah, it like was left hanging like that. So Rabbi Yeshua just said, like a very subtle distinction. In the Mishnah, Rabbi Yeshua answered, by Pesach, you were Mishana to Dover HaAsr. By other carbon, you were Mishana to a Dover HaMutter. Like very subtle. Why didn't he answer, your whole base of your Kabbalah is wrong, because the Sefer is a Toah. So the Gemara says, this is where Yeshua means to say, in my wavelength, in my way of thinking, your Kabbalah Homer never gets off the ground. Because the first part of the mission is talking about an Okah, the Sefer is where you mistakenly think this is a carbon Pesach. But even according to you, that you don't see this distinction, you don't understand the concept of ta'a the way I do, but still your kavachomer is wrong. If you bring a pasach in the ratio, and your intention is shame something which shouldn't be brought, so you're Maybe you don't say the same when you bring another carbon, shame a pasach which should be brought today. So Rabbi Yeshua was answering Rabbi Eliezer within his own Shita. In according to Yeshua's personal Shita, of course it's ridiculous. It's a new concept of a Tal. You think it's a Pasach, so you're a Potter. But even within your perspective, Rabbi Lezer, you should agree that there's a Chile between Mishana to Dabar Mutter and Mishana to Dabar Ras. Okay, now we analyze the next part of the Mishnah. What happened? Amr Rabbi Lezer, Imuri Tzuri Yochicha. We should bring a car proof from the, someone who thinks that he's bringing a carbon Musaf. Shein Mutarm Lishman. The Musaf override Chavez. But if someone shafts another carbon, a musaf, they are chayav. So that's not a good comparison. There, there's a set amount. There's not so many musafs that have to be brought. So it's not such an understandable mistake. How would you say the same thing about carbon pesach? There's no limit. So many are brought. So therefore, it makes sense that you think it's a pesach. Let me read that again. Should we say, whenever there's a set amount, meaning, is this true? The takeaway of our Mishnah, that Talbot Var Mitzvah, Rabbi Yeshua agrees, doesn't apply in a case where there's a, a, a maximum amount that you bring. 
Bahari Tinokos, what about the case of the babies that need to have a bris meal on Shabbos? The Yeshlam Kitzvah, there, there's also a set amount. There's just a couple of babies in front of you. Utinan, and yet we still learned in the mission that there's Tabat Var Mitzvah, so we're thrown into another case here. What's this other case? Misha, someone has two babies. Echolam Ha'achab Shabbos, one is supposed to have a bris after Shabbos. Meaning, on Shabbos, he's only seven days old. And one is supposed to get his bris on Shabbos. He's an eight-day-old baby. So you have a seven-day-old baby and an eight-day-old baby. The Moab goes and he makes a mistake. And he gives the one who's supposed to get the bris on Sunday, he gives him the bris on Shabbos. So he gave the bris to the seven-day-old baby. So since he gave the, the, the bris to the seven-day-old baby, he desecrated Shabbos wrongly. And how would, why would he do that? Probably because he mixed up the babies, right? That's the point. He thought the seven-day-old would Day old was the eight day old one. Now, was he Mekayim the mitzvah? No. He was Tavadvar mitzvah and Viloas a mitzvah. He didn't fulfill the mitzvah because if you give a baby a bris before eight days, it's not a kima the mitzvah of Mila. So what happens? Chayev, he's Chayev achatas. That makes sense because he's Tavadvar mitzvah. He made the wound. He's Loas a mitzvah. It's not like the case in our Mishnah where you shechted the other carbon Shalol Shema, Lashem Pasach, and Pesach, where you're Mekayim the mitzvah bringing carbon. Here you're not Mekayim the mitzvah of Mila. So here the din is your Chayev. What about the next case? You have two babies. One is supposed to get the bris on Friday. So that means on Shabbos, it's a nine-day-old. A nine-day-old is not supposed to get a bris on Shabbos. For whatever reason, it didn't happen on the eighth day. The baby was yellow. And on Shabbos, it's not Docha Shabbos. One is an eight-day-old baby, which is supposed to be Docha Shabbos. And then you go ahead and you give the bris milah. To the Friday one, you give it to the nine day old one. So Rabbi Lazar Machayev Chatas, Rabbi Lazar Machayev Chatas, because he holds Talbot Varmit, so Achayev. Rabbi Yeshua Poter, Rabbi Yeshua says you're pottering. Why? What's the pshat? Because in this case, you're Talbot Mitzvah, the Asa Mitzvah, because since, yes, you shouldn't have given it to the nine day old. But Lamaisa, the nine day old who got his Brismila on Shabbos, Lamaisa had a kiyam of Brismila. So therefore, Rabbi Yeshua is going to potter you. Now, now. Talbot var mitzvah in this case, it's Tavashi kitzvah. There's only one baby in front of you that you're supposed to give, and the mole is aware of that. And even though it's Tavashi Yisrael kitzvah, we still say when he makes a mistake and he gives the nine day old baby instead of the eight day old baby, he's bothered Talbot var mitzvah is bothered. So why is that different than in our Mishnah when you have all the Karbanos seaboard to bring, even though there's a kitzvah, whatever it is, there's only four Karbanos of Musaf that you should bring. If you make a mistake and bring another Karban Lashem Musaf, why doesn't Rabbi Yeshua pothered you? What's the difference between the two cases? The cases you went ahead and you gave the Friday, the, the Friday baby, the bris on Shabbos. So at the time that you did it, you still had the pressure in front of you of giving the bris to the Shabbos one. What do we mean to say? That it, you're right. It's not really about kitzvah. When we said in the Mishnah, is there a set amount? It's not about set amount. The point is, at the time that you did it, did you have the tirdah of actually going ahead and doing the one that you should do? So in this case, where you gave the Friday baby the bris before you gave the Shabbos one, so yeah, you totally still had the pressure. It was before you had given the, the Shabbos baby his bris. So therefore, it's called Tabat Var Mitzvah. But hach, in our case, with the Mishnah, with the Karban Mosach, we're talking about where they had already brought the Karban Mosach. They had already brought the Karban Mosach. And only after that point, somebody went ahead and brought another Karban Lashem Mosach. So at the time that he did it, there was no longer a mitzvah in front of him to make him busy. So Rabbi Yeshua agrees, he's chayef. So it's very interesting, because according to Rabbi Ami, the lush from the Mishnah, Yishlo Kitzvah, is a little bit off. Rabbi Yeshua would concede 
that if some w- would not concede in a case where the carbon was brought before the Musaf, the carbon before the Musaf, he would vaiter say Tavadvar Mitzvah's Potter. He's really only agreeing in that case because since it was already fulfilled and the carbon Musaf was already brought, so there's no real mitzvah anymore to occupy you with. So if there's no something nothing to occupy with, so then you're Chayat. And, and the only reason he's Potter by the bris is because it was brought. The, the, the wound was made on the nine-day-old baby before the mitzvah was fulfilled on the eight-day-old baby. So the tirda of the mitzvah, circumcising the eight-day-old baby, that pressure is still in front of you. Okay, very good. So the Gemara now says, what comes out? Ihachi, if we're saying that Rabbi Yeshua would concede that your potter, if you shafted before the carbon mosaf, and he's only agreeing to Rabbi Lezer, if it was shafted after the carbon mosaf. So then it comes out that Rameir, who interjects in the mission, he was the most lenient. So then Rameir, who said, even if you shafted your potter, that means your potter, even where you shafted the carbon mosaf first. So there was no tear of the mitzvah in front of you. It was already fulfilled, and still your potter. So, so, because that's what has to come out. Rabbi Meir is being more lenient than Rabbi Yeshua. He's saying, I disagree. Even though Rabbi Yeshua agreed by the Kabbalah Sibra, I disagree. But where did Rabbi Yeshua disagree? Rabbi Yeshua would, Rabbi Yeshua, I'm sorry, I'm saying agreeing and disagreeing wrong. Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yeshua only agreed to Rabbi Lezer in a case where he shafted after the Kabbalah Sibra. Must be Rabbi Meir is being more lenient even after the Kabbalah Sibra brought. He's still saying you're called Tabat Varmitzel Pater. Says the Gemara, is that true? Rabhiya has a brisa here with the babies, Amar Rabbi Meir, where he brings a different version of the dispute Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yeshua. About Rabbi Lazar and Yeshua by the babies. Amar Rabbi Meir. They don't disagree about a case where you had two babies. One was supposed to get a bris milah on Friday. One was supposed to get a bris milah on Shabbos. And you forgot and you gave the, the, the Friday one, the Brit Sanchab is the Chayof. Everybody agrees in that case, you're Chayof. Ooh, different than what we learned before. Earlier we said Rabbi Shua holds that's the case, you're Potter. According to our mayor, no, everybody agrees you're Chayof. They're Manachluk, where do they disagree? I'll show you, you know, because there are two babies, one's supposed to come after Shabbos, one's supposed to be on Javis, meaning it's a seven and an eight day old. You gave the seven day old the Brit Sanchabis. So let's just analyze Rameir's opinion. Rameir holds Tabatvar Mitzvah does not require us a mitzvah. That's the big distinction that Rameir makes. Rameir holds if you gave the seven-day-old baby the the the, the bris on Shabbos instead of eight-day-old baby, Rabbi Shua does bother you because you just need Tabatvar Mitzvah. You don't need that extra requirement v'asa mitzvah. Just Tabatvar Mitzvah alone bothers you. Fine, we understand that point. So therefore, in the case where it's a seven and an eight-day-old, and you gave the seven-day-old, Rameir holds Rabbi Yeshua would say you're potter. Okay, fine. But the first part of the brisa is the part that's gonna, is, that's a hard for us. The first part of the brisa says if there's the nine day old and the eight day old, then everybody, agree, everybody agrees that you are Chayav Achato. So how could we say in our mission that Rameir is gonna say that your potter, if you brought it after the Carbono Sibor, that Rameir is gonna say your potter, even though the Carbono Sibor had already been finished and you're not really tired with the mitzvah. And that's the only way we'd understand why Rameir here would say you're Chayav with the nine day old and the eight day old. Why would it be worse? We have to say that you did the eight day old first and then you thought you were allowed to do the nine day old as well. You did that one as well. And that's where everybody agrees you're Chayav. Why would everybody agree? Because at that point, you're no longer occupied with the mitzvah. You already gave the eight-day old. But in our mission, all we're quoting Rameir, that even if you bring another carbon after the Imurid Sibar already brought, you're Vaitar Tavadvar Mitzvah. That's where the Gemara's problem is. So what's going on? What's the truth with Rameir's opinion? So first of all, the Gemara just analyzes that Brisa and it says it doesn't make any sense. Could it really read that the way the Brisa said it, it makes sense? The way we have it is that if I gave the nine-day-old the Bris on Shabbos, Rabbi Shua agrees, you're Chayv. 
If I gave the seven-day-old person, the seven-day-old baby, the birth on Shabbos, you're potter. Is that really logical? If the seven-day-old, where I try to do a mitzvah and I'm not even mekayim the mitzvah, Rabbi Yeshua says you're potter. That's called talabedvar mitzvah. Could it make any sense that where I gave the nine-day-old baby the bris and I'm mekayim the mitzvah that I'm potter and that I'm chayev? Of course, I should be more potter. I was talabedvar mitzvah, also mitzvah. Now the Gemara is hard to understand because you could make the case, like we said, that the case with the nine-day-old baby is that you finished the eight-day-old baby, you were no longer occupied with the eight-day baby, and you wrongly did the nine-day-old. But the Gemara won't buy it. That's exactly what the Gemara is saying. The fact that also mitzvah should be better than the svara that it's after the eight-day-old was already done. So the way we have the b'risa just stam doesn't make sense. So therefore, the Gemara changes the understanding of the b'risa. Amitabir Rabbiana, you want to know why in the ratio we agree your chayv with the nine-day-old baby? Reisha kagon shakadim amol shal shabbos for shabbos. You know what happened? You made a mistake between the two babies. So what you did was the eight day, the one that was going to be eight days on Shabbos, you gave the bris milah to on Friday. You already gave the bris milah to him. Top of the Ahmed Beis. So then it turns out you only have one baby in front of you on Shabbos, which is the nine day old baby, and you give it a bris. So why then does Rabbi, Rabbi Yeshua agree that you're chayav shalon in a Shabbos litchos? Because then Lamaisa, there was no din to do anything. Meaning, you already had, you, you had done the first half of your mistake on Friday. You were mild, the Shabbos boy, the eight day, the one who would be eight on Shabbos, you mild him on Friday. So that means now when Shabbos comes, there's no din in front of you to do anything. So there's no din of Dechiyah Bechal. So that's why that's not called Tabedvar Mitzvah. Tabedvar Mitzvah needs the fundamental that today you should do a mitzvah. Now maybe it could be you already did what you were supposed to do. And we see by a Murat Sibor, that's still called Tabedvar Mitzvah if you'd bring, according to Rabbi Meir, if you'd bring another carbon Lashem Murat Sibor. But that's all because of the fundamental that Shabbos is a day that the carbon Sibor is supposed to be brought. But if I have a case where Shabbos is a day where no, where, the, where this Malacha is not Nitin Litchos at all, like you already mouthed the eight day old one on Friday. So now Shabbos is not Nitin at all. So in that case, if you stop, give the nine day old one a birth on Shabbos, that's not a mistake, but you're Chayav Achatas. That's not Tabit Var Mitzvah at all. Mashenkin in the Seifa, Nino Shabbos Litchos as low in the end. Shabbos is Nitin Litchos, meaning by the, by the seven day old and the eight day old, you have both of the babies there. You should give the eight day old the Brits, and instead you give the seven day old. Lamaisa is Nitin Litchos, even though in the Yamakai Mitzvah, Lamaisa is called Tabit Var Mitzvah. Now in our Mishnah, with a Murit Tibor, Nino Shabbos Litchos in our Mishnah, it was supposed to be brought the Karbano Sibor. So even after the Karbano Sibor were brought, Rameir still says, if you bring another Karbano, L'shem Le'imurit Sibor, you're potter. So the Maisa, what are we coming out? Rameir holds that even after the Musaf is brought, if you bring another carbon for the L'shem, the Musaf, you're potter. Because Lamaisa, on Shabbos, you were supposed to be Doche. So even if it's after the Mishnah was fulfilled, it's still called Tavadar Mitzvah. The case of the babies was specific where a case where, where the eight-day-old already has his bris on Friday, when Shabbos began, it wasn't Nitin Lidchi at all. But Shabbos should be overridden for some other baby. There's got to be some other baby somewhere in the globe who's eight, day old, who's eight days old and is supposed to have his bris today. So just because this particular Moel didn't have any job that day for an eight-day-old, but Shabbos is still Nitin Lidchos, and the Gemara responds, but not for this person. Meaning, it's all relative to what you have, the tasks that are in front of you. So this Moel only had these two babies. This was what he had. He already messed up in the first half, and he gave the eight-day-old one the bris on Friday. So now when Shabbos begins, for this Moel, he has no din of Dechiyah in front of him, and that's why everybody agrees there's no Ta Bidvar Mitzvah. Okay, right. We said, if they're types of animals that the species can't be a Pesach, because that's just a silly mistake. If you bring a cow, that makes no sense. 
In Meruyan, if they are animals, which we brought for Pesach, Lozma, Chayav Chatos, Rabbi Shua Poter. Says the Gemara, Mantana, who is the author of our mission, Shadu Bin Meruyan, who distinguishes between whether the other Karbanos are suitable for a Pesach or not, Rabbi Shimon, it's Rabbi Shimon. The Tanya says in a Bray, so we learn that it's not so simple. The Bray says like this, Whether you bring in another carbon that could be right for the Pesach or not, or someone who's shafting on Shabbos, l'shem the carbon musaf potter. Div Rameir. Rameir does not distinguish. Rameir says, "L'maisa your tavet var mitzah." Even though the carbon that you're bringing is not suitable for a carbon pesach, l'maisa your tavet var mitzvah. You're trying to. Uh, do a mitzvah. And the idea of the lumdus of Rameir is very important. The lumdus of Rameir is different than what we hold. Rameir says, you're trying to bring your carbon shlamin, right? You're trying to bring your carbon shlamin. So even though it's a weird mistake that you would think that your carbon shlamin, which is a cow perhaps, would, is that it's a carbon pesach, you're tabadvar mitzvah. Not only the mitzvah of the pesach, you're tabadvar mitzvah of your mitzvah of the carbon shlamin. So it's a weird thing. Because it's not a good mistake for it to think it's a Pesach, but Lamaisa, it's coming from the pressure of that you've had your carbon shlum sitting around in your house for a couple of days. You know you're supposed to bring it. So it made you make a funny mistake. You know the Pesach's supposed to be brought, so now you end up thinking the shlum goes along with it. But Lamaisa, it's called Tabit Var Mitzvah, even though it's not a good mistake for it to be a Pesach. Now, we don't hold like that. We hold that it's not Tabit Var Mitzvah that you think you have a pressure of the Shlamim. It's Tabit Var Mitzvah because you think it's a Pesach. That's why we distinguish, Reb Shimon, it distinguishes between the cow and the goat. I'm Reb Shimon, no. No, everybody holds that if it's not an animal which is suitable for a Pesach, what are they arguing about? It's only if it's suitable. So our Mishnah, which says you're only Potter if it could be a carbon Pesach, it's that type of animal, it's going like Rabbi Shimon says the Gemara. Amar Abibi, Amar Blazer, Pota Hayra Meir, Meir used to exempt Afilu Egel Shozivchei Shlom Shaglushem Pesach. Even if it was an Egel, what do we mean? Even as Egel, it's like, that means it's the wrong type of animal, right? It's a cow, it's a calf. The Chiddush is maybe you could say Meir was only saying if it was like the wrong gender or it was the wrong age. But if it's literally the wrong type of animal, maybe Meir would agree. And we're saying no, even if it's Mamish a cow, Meir still says your Pater. Says the Gemara, Amalei Rabbi Rabbi Vamar Biochanan Mother Meir Bavali Mumin. Meir agrees about a Bal Mum. Let's say you bring a Baal Mum, an animal which is clearly unfit for your carbon, Rameir agrees. So what's the difference between a Baal Mum and a Egel that you're bringing and uh, L'Shem Pesach? So the Gemara answers on Malay, very simple. If you have a Baal Mum, there's no Tirda. Everybody knows you're not supposed to bring a Baal Mum. So if you have a Shlomim that's sitting in your backyard for five days, there's a lot of pressure to bring it. But Lamai said, it's a Baal Mum. So you're under no pressure at all to bring it. You know you're not supposed to bring it. So that's not called Tabit Bar Mitzvah. The high Tarid Bahu. But Lamai said, in a case where you have the calf, that's a Shlamim, you have the Egel. So you have a Tirda for the last five days, the pressure of bringing your carbon Shlamim. So therefore, if you end up bringing it on Arab Bishop Shabbos, you are Pater, according to, again, only according to your mayor. What would be if you brought a totally non-carbon, you brought a regular animal, what would Rameir say? And what's the depth of the question? So let's see. He would pot you even if it was chulin. Now, this is changing the variable. Why? Because here you don't have any pressure to bring the chulin. Here the mis- it's the pressure of bringing the carbon Pesach that you think, oh, I got to bring the carbon Pesach and you're in a frenzy and you end up bringing a carbon which wasn't even a carbon at all. So Rameir is pot. This is a different angle. Until now we've been saying Rameir potters, when you have the pressure of bringing the other carbon, the shlamim, that pressure, even if it's not even fit for carbon Pesach, you're potter. Now we're saying, even if it's chulint, you don't even have the pressure of bringing it, but the pressure of bringing the Pesach makes you make think anything might be the Pesach, and therefore you're potter. So the Gemara... Yes, you're bringing L'shem Pesach. 
So he, and again, Rav Meir doesn't require you to be taught with the mitzvah, the awesome mitzvah, even though you're not mekayim mitzvah. Yeah. Interesting question. Evidently, no. It's a good question. Maybe the answer is because it's not the Bible, right? In other words, the Bible brings it to the Azara, whatever it is, and I don't know, whatever it is. The Kohen, Kohen does some avodah. He's not doesn't have the ability to consecrate the animal. It's not his. He's just doing. He just has the intention of what avodah it is. I guess I don't know, I think I'm not sure. So the Gemara says, Amar agrees about a Balmum. Rameir says that a Balmum. A Balmum that I bring, you agree that you're high because there's no pressure to bring it. So a Hulin that I bring, also there should be no pressure to bring it. What's the difference between a Hulin or a Balmum? So the Gemara explains, of course there's a difference. Balmum, lo michlifli. A Balmum, no one's going to make a mistake. You wouldn't think it's the Kavan Pesach. Hani michlifli, but the Hulin animal could get confused. Someone might think it, that it is the Karban Pesach. So now the Gemara gets all confused. Why? Because there's two different ways. It comes out there's two different ways for a mayor to say your Pater. We're saying your Pater because you think it's the Karban Pesach. It could be even if it's chulin, something you have no pressure to bring, and, and no pressure to bring at all. But stop, you get confused. You think it's the carbon pesach. There, Rameir will pot to you. Or Rameir will pot to you if it's something which you know is not the carbon pesach, really. It's a calf. It can't be a carbon pesach. But you, Lamaisa, you bring it because you have a pressure of bringing your carbon shlamet. So the Gemara jumps all over that. Rameir is coming off of what's confusable and what's not. We said your potter, even if you bring the calf, that's a shlamim. It's because you're preoccupied. You're tarred with your chiv to bring the shlamim. Not because you would think it's actually a Pesach. In that case, where you bring the calf, L'shem Pesach, you're not actually thinking it's a Pesach. You're not going to be confused with the goat. The idea is that you're teared to bringing the carbon shalom and potters you, even though you, even though, even though you shouldn't have brought it. So which one is it? You're saying I'm potter if I bring a chulin L'shem Pesach, and you're also telling me I'm pot, and which is because you think, you get confused and think it's a carbon Pesach, and you're also telling me I'm potter, if I bring the calf of a shlamim l'shem pesach, where I, it's not confusable with the pesach, but it's just I'm tarred with my carbon shlamim. So which one is it? So the Gemara says it's both. You're potter if you're tarred with your carbon, even though it's not something you get confused with the pesach. That's why Rameir potter if you bring a shlamim l'shem pesach. And if it's something that can confuse you, you're potter, even though there's no terida. So meaning if you bring a chulin that you might think is a carbon pesach, you bring a chulin goat that might be confused with the carbon pesach, you're potter even though there's no teredah. The only thing that is excluded is a carbon that has a balmum. First of all, there's no hachlafa. Everybody knows it's not a carbon if it has a mum. And second of all, there's no teredah because there's no chiv to bring that carbon. So that's the only thing Rav Meir would agree to. So again, this is all Rav Meir's opinion. Out of Rameir's opinion, the town of our mission, Rabbi Shua, he doesn't agree to all of this. He agrees it has to be something which is mamish confused as a Pesach. And, and that you have a tirda and that you're Mekayim and Mitzvah. It has to be another carbon which was suitable in its species to be a Pesach that you brought Lashem Pesach. That's the town of our mission. Rameir is much broader. Rameir holds anything which gets confused with a Pesach, even though there's no Mitzvah, so even a Chulin that you bring Lashem Pesach as long as it was suitable. Or on a totally other angle, where it's something that cannot be a Kam Pesach, but you have a mitzvah to bring it, like a carbon shlamim, that, that tier of that mitzvah to bring it, would potter if you brought it, l'shem Pesach. Okay, now the Gemara continues more examples here of Tabat of our mitzvah. They were sitting Akila. Akila, some sort of like outdoor area. They're all sitting with Kamri. Someone got confused. There was a barbecue, a barbecue of Noser meat, and next to it was another barbecue of carbon meat. Um, so, in other words, 
Nosar, though, here's the key, is past the time frame when you're allowed to eat it. So Nosar, it's too late. It's also to eat. And it's, it's, there's even a chiv kares, whatever, a chatas if you eat it. So you got confused which one you're supposed to eat and which one was not supposed to be eaten. But again, it's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to eat kachim meat. Va'achlo, you ate the nosar, chayav, your chayav achatas. What's the pshat? Must be, pshat is, tavitvar mitzvah, but lo asa mitzvah. You didn't do anything. So this was a machlokas, Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Yeshua in our mission holds, tavitvar mitzvah is only asa mitzvah that you're potter. So that would make sense. Whereas Rabbi Meir holds, tavitvar mitzvah, even lo asa mitzvah's potter would seem not to be like him. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan added, let me tell you another case. Ishto Nidabal, if somebody, my mistake, had relations with his wife, when she was a Nida Chayav, Chayav Achatos. Yevimto Nida, but if she was his Yevama, was a situation of Yibam, his brother had died without children, so it was a mitzvah to marry her of Yibam, and he, but Lamaisa, she was a Nida, then what's the Allah Pater? He's Pater from Achatos. So what's the Chilik? I guess, Pashab Shad is, because there he did a mitzvah, whereas the Resha, he didn't do a mish, he didn't do a mitzvah. That would be the idea. So Tabat Bar Mitzvah is not always Pater, Tabat Bar Mitzvah is Pater only if Asa Mitzvah as well. So now the Gemara analyzes that. Some people say, in, if we're saying you're chayev for ishton, ishton, ishton nidabal, certainly you're chayev in the case with the meat that got mi- mixed up. The law is a mitzvah because you're not doing a mitzvah. Meaning, in the case of the wife, not only, it's not really a key mitzvah, but at least you're going, trying to do the right, you know, somewhat of a traces of a mitzvah because there is, there is a mitzvah deal with one's wife. Whereas in the case where somebody ate where somebody ate uh, the, 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 the noser meat, there's bachalah, not even a trace of a mitzvah in that case, so certainly you're chayv. That's one way of looking at it. So it comes out, according to this, where, where it's all about asa mitzvah, ulo asa mitzvah. However, is the army, a second opinion says, but he potter. In the case of the noser meat, Rabbi Yochanan would agree you're potter. Why? What's the difference between ishto nido bal and the meat? My time, in the case, someone who had relations with his wife when she was in Ida, you know why he's chayev? Because he should have asked her. He should have asked her before the Bia if she was in Ida. So his failure to ask her, that he can't claim now that he's a Tabit Bar Mitzvah or anything, because bottom line is, he should have asked. Here, you can't ask a piece of meat to tell you if it's Nosar or not. Lo, then you're not. You're not chayev. So according to this version, you don't need Asa Mitzvah. Really, uh, um, really Tabit Bar Mitzvah, even Lo Asa Mitzvah is, is Pater. The reason why with, with, with the woman who's in Nida that, 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 that you're, that, that you're of is because he should have, he should have asked her. So now the Gemara asks, what's going on here with Rabbi Yochan? Says the Gemara, according to Rabbi Yochan, Maishna Yevimto, what's the difference in the case of Yevama that was in Nida? He had relations with her to Kaavid Mitzvah. The reason he's Pater is because he's doing a Mitzvah. Ishto Nami Kaavid Mitzvah. So even in a case where it's a regular wife, he's also doing a Mitzvah. What Mitzvah? Peruvu. It's a mitzvah to have bia. It's a mitzvah to have bia with one's wife. So the procreation itself should be, should be a mitzvah. So what, what's the distinction? Why does Rabbi Yochanan Machal between Ishto Nida and Yevimto Nida? So the Gemara says, Ishto Mubar. So talking about a case that his wife was pregnant. So during the time when she's pregnant, there's no mitzvah to the bia because she's not getting, she's not going to get, there's no children that are going to come from the bia. So therefore, I can't claim, hmm? This is a very good question. This is an hour, one of the tremendous differences in our, in the, in, in the Mesechus Nida is full of this case, of a uh, case of Mubaris Nida, which doesn't happen today. Yeah. If that happens today, it's very dangerous. Like, what's going on? Can't be. Chazal's times, it does exist. This is one of the, literally just a change to the body. And, uh, the Mesechus Nida has these cases, but yeah, seems strange. You're right. The Mubaris. So therefore, you cannot claim that he was attempting to do a mitzvah that any mitzvah happened, and that's why he's chayv. So the Gemara says, because Simchas Ona might not be a mitzvah proof. There's a mitzvah of Ona. There are certain times that a person, from time to time, the whole the Gemara in Exubus tells us there are certain times that a husband has to have be with his wife. 
so it's a it's it's a it's a that he has when he's married to her. So still that mitzvah should be there. So the says Shalobashas and also you're right, it was beyond the, those requirements. There's, there's certain lim, minimum amounts, but it was beyond those amounts. Says the Gmarvama, if a woman wants it, then 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 it doesn't make a difference what the times, the, the technical things are. They, they should be having relations. So it could be that that was the case. How's Rabbi Yochanan say that one who sleeps with his wife is need who's always chayav? Maybe he was trying to be in the kind of mitzvah of relations with his wife because his wife wanted to have fiyah. So what's going on? So he should buy to be a tal bedvar mitzvah. So the Gemara says, Samach levesta. We're talking about a case that it was close to her vest. Her vest is the natural time that she normally sees. There's a mitzvah that one shouldn't have a biyak around that time. Besides, Ms. Bnei Yisrael, me to Moshe, that we're supposed to be careful for men. So, therefore, during that time, there was Bechlau no Indian to do the to do the bia, and that's why he cannot claim Tabat Var Mitzvah. Says the Gemara, Ihachi. If we're talking about specifically that time, where it was right by the woman's period, then I feel even Donami. Even if it's a Yavama, how could we claim Tabat Var Mitzvah? He shouldn't be having the bia. There's no Mitzvah at that time. He shouldn't be having the bia of Yavama with his Yavama if it was Samach Levasta. So the Gemara explains, Yavimto buzzes me, when he has Bia with the Yavama for the first time, he's embarrassed, right? He's not a woman that he has a relationship with. It just randomly has to do the act of Bia. So he doesn't want to ask her. So he doesn't know in her period. He has no clue. So there, he's talking about mitzvah. It's a mitzvah. Everything's good. Mashenkin Israel buzzes me, the case with the wife. He's not, he's, there's no, he's not shy of his wife. So he should have asked her. He should know when the vest is. And if he doesn't, if he didn't ask, he didn't figure out, he cannot claim Tavitvar Mitzvah. Okay, very good. That was the whole long case with Rabbi Yochanan Mimchalitin Ishtonida and Yevimtonida. So now the Gemara just wants to know precedent. Where, what Tana does Rabbi Yochanan hold like? Rabbi Yochanan Kaman. He was saying that if he's with a Yavama, Tavitvar Mitzvah Pater, because also mitzvah, tabadar mitzvah, also mitzvah potter, which town is he going like? If he goes like Rabbi Yossi, the town it says in Mishra, Rabbi Yossi, Omer. You want to reach in Shachag, Shachalios, Peshavis, if the first day of Sukkot is Shabbos. Now we know, Midrabbanon, we don't take the Lulav, right? Because you might come to carry it. So what happened in this case? Peshachah, somebody forgot what day it was. Vahotiyas Lulav, Shusarabim, he carried his Lulav out to Shul in the street. Potter, he's potter from being a chatas and he shahotiyas, he took it out with permission. What does it mean, permission? He was tabadar mitzvah. So that's a source, tabadar mitzvah, just over there, it's potter. So to hear with the Vama, it's Tabitvar Mitzvah. Maybe that's who Rabbi Yochanan's going like, but it's not a good proof. There, there's a set time. Person is under pressure, right? You have to be carrying the mitzvah by, by sundown. So maybe there's pressure. Masha'inkin by the Yavama, you don't have to do the Bia today. Whenever you do the Bia, there will be a mitzvah of Yibam. So maybe we need the, the concept of pressure. Without pressure, without a time frame, a set time to do the mitzvah, maybe there's no Tabitvar Mitzvah. So the Gemara says, El Rabbi Yeshua Zvachim. Maybe he's going like Rabbi Yeshua about Zvachim in our Mishnah. If we bring another carbon, Lashem Pesach, your potter, maybe over here too, it's not a good, it's not a good precedent. Today it's Manobal. It's a set time. It's a set time. It's the 14th of, it's the 14th of Nisan. So you have a set time to bring the carbon. So you're very stressed out about it. And that's why you make bad mistakes at Tavitvar Mitzvah. Mashenk in the Yavama, there's no stress. Because maybe it's from Rabbi Yeshua with the kids, with the babies getting bris milah, but that's also not a good one. Because the kid has to get the bris on the eighth day. So bottom line is, all the cases of Talbot Var Mitzvah that we've looked at are cases which are Talbot Var Mitzvah that come from pressure. Because you have to get it done in a certain time frame. Ashink in the, the case of the Yivama, there's no pressure. So if there's no pressure, so then how do we know that there's still Talbot Var Mitzvah Pater? So the Gemara tries one more. El Rabbi Yeshua de Truma. Rabbi Yeshua of Truma de Tana, Yochum Truma person was eating truma. Suddenly he finds out that he's an invalid Kohen. Really, that he's, he's, he's the son of a divorced woman. So he can't eat truma. And right in the middle, he already ate truma. Rabbi Lazar, Machayv, Karen, Rabbi Lazar says, he ate, he ate truma wrongly. So he has to pay back the Kohen, the Kohen, uh, the Karen, an extra 
fifth. Rabbi Yeshua Potter. Rabbi Yeshua says, you're Potter. Why? Because you are Talbot of our mitzvah. So maybe that's also, that would be a precedent that you have Talbot of our mitzvah, even in a case where there's no pressure. You don't have a pressure to eat the truma at a certain time. But the Gemara says, that's not also not a proof. It was truma on our Pesach. So you had pressure. This man of all, you had to hurry to get it, finish it before, before Pesach would come. When you would have to burn it. So, Mashainkin with the Yavama, where there's no time pressure. So, if there's no time pressure, Mehechatesi, that you're going to be, that you're going to be pato. That's what's bothering the Gemara. So, the Gemara says, or one more reason why Truma might be different. You're not trying to Truma take Avoda. Truma is called an Avoda. Vavoda Rahmana Asher. There's a special Chiddush that if a person didn't know he was a Kohen, and he did the Avoda because he thought he was a Kohen, the Avoda is good, even if he found out that he was a Chal. It says in Mishael Ben Makar, but Kohen is doing the Avoda. If an Oda, Ben Gushim Chalutza, suddenly he finds out he's the son of a Ben Chalutza. The Tanakhama says everything he did is no good because he wasn't a coin. Rabbi Shua, Master, Rabbi Shua says it is. Because Rabbi Minon and we said, my time is Rabbi Shua, why do we say it's good? So it's referring, is referring to a chelo, to the chelo who does the avoda, that since he didn't know he was a chelo, but the evid, everything is good. So the same way that applies to the avoda, so too it applies to eating truma. Because truma hechal ikra avoda, where is that truma called avoda? The Tanya says in a brisa, didn't come to the base Found Why didn't you come to the base medrash? I was doing avoda. Makes no sense. There's no avoda after the korban. said. The pasuk says avoda Also The idea is talking about matnos kuhuna. So eating truma even outside of the base of mikdash is treated avoda is treated like an avoda. So the same way an avoda in the base of mikdash. If a cholol does an avoda not knowing that he was a cholol, the halacha is that the carbon is valid, so too with shruma, there's a new xeris akasif, that if you ate shruma not knowing that you were the son of a grusha, then in fact you're not chayav. So that's a special xeris akasif, a special exemption with avod that has nothing to do with tabat varmezah. So bottom line is, there is no precedent at all for Rabbi Yochanan's chiddush. Rabbi Yochanan says, yivimto nida ba'al pater kas tabat mitzvah. there's no precedent. There's no zmano tarot, there's no hurry to do the mitzvah, so if you make a mistake with the mitzvah when there's no hurry, we have no tana out there in Shas that we know of Tavit Var Mitzvah, so Rabbi Yochanan kind of is left off hanging without any, any source for his halacha of uh, Yevim Tonida.